0: And so when we choose not to live in fear, that is attractive, that is shining light into a dark world. That's why we're told not to be afraid, because everyone else is.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Well... It's another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast. Ain't that right, Jesse? Yep. We're back. And we are here bringing the patriarchy to you. Woo! That's right. Patriarchy's patriarchy is palpable. Nope. No pee there. Ye- P there? Pal. <laughs> <laughs> what we have tonight is uh, another cultural pollock. And and here's what's happening, basically. we are We're just ramping up with G3. We're trying to focus on the fact that... Uh, many of the wonderful brothers and sisters in Canada that we have come to know and love are facing some much more severe lockdowns coming now, and they will very much impact the church's ability to worship uh, God as God has called. So, that being said, um, we we wanted to do another cultural roundup. Uh, these are some things that are kind of frustrating us. wanted to talk about them a little bit. Uh, we do plan on doing significantly more um, specific topics uh, coming up. Uh, Including one that we would like to do uh, with our special guest tonight, who is none other than the patriarch of our family, the one and only John Gruber. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> nice. no, every time you say I'm patriarch, not, I think you're like a, my great great grandfather
2: <laughs> that came across the boat from Germany to sell America. My <laughs> goodness, I'm not that old, guys. Really,
0: patriarch doesn't have anything to do with age. Percent. Well, that's oh, yeah, just okay. It's just, you're building me
2: up. To, you're building me up here, and I'm not not that old yet.
1: You're not fooling anyone. You'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's enough, Monty Python for one episode. Although uh, never enough, be back never again. enough, anytime. Uh. We, uh, we are looking forward to doing a full-topic episode on Legacy with, uh, well, we call him Pops, so you should call him the the Great John Gruber. That's his full title. Um, John the Great. John the Great. John the Great. Um nine, nine, nine. <laughs> Big shoes to fill, uh, but tonight we have uh, three separate topics with four separate stories in them that we wanted to chit-chat with you about, and uh, also um, talk about uh, scriptures and, and how the Christians can be processing these things. Because I don't know about you, but I find myself uh, on a daily basis bumping into interactions with people and or stories and or news that come across my uh, my desk. That's not a thing. <laughs> <on> your <laughs> feed. Feed makes more sense. <laughs> that come across my feed um, and and they, they cause me to need to pray uh, to not sin in my reactions in a very immediate way. So I don't want to do that. An immediate um, and violent way. Yes. So, given the separation in this time from the visceral responses I usually have, I thought it'd be really good for us to bring uh, a more Christian approach to how we see some of these things, as they can be, well, infuriating. <laughs> hmm. uh, so, first up on the docket tonight, Jesse, is uh, is what? what? What were we going to talk about first?
0: Uh, we're going to talk about more COVID stuff. Why not? It's not like it's
1: over. (laughs) Nope. Never. Never ever. Never ever. Welcome to Dave. What variant
2: are we on? I can't keep (laughs) up with it anymore. Epsilon. Epsilon. Boy
0: heck if I knew. (laughs) Let me know when we get to Zeta, please. (laughs) So one of the
1: right. Um does it just start back at the beginning once we get? <laughs> doesn't the, doesn't the alpha their alphabet work funny? Like isn't um omega the end? Even though it's O, it's not. Oh, like... it's
2: alpha and omega, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So a alpha is the beginning, but omega is the end, mm. and then in between are all these other things, right? Mm. So like epsilon and zeta and Morpheus, they all come at different times, right? <laughs> is there isn't a Morpheus... Isn't there a child?
0: <clears throat> and a Neo? Well, I was gonna say Morpheus comes at. Really great (laughs) (laughs)
1: times. Some pretty um, tough choices. Take the blue pill. All right. Don't take the blue pill. Never take the blue pill. Unless you're in Canada, then they reverse the colors. I'm very confused. It's so confusing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's either here or there. We're going to start with COVID and by way of the Facebooks. So uh, if you're on the Facebooks, you know that you could bump into a meme and or a uh, small anecdotal story that is usually asking a humorous question. And then you will see a little pop-up warning. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you for caring so much about our safety, guiding us to the right information. <clears throat> Jesse bumped into one that he found just particularly disturbing, and so we're going to let him kind of walk us through that so that we can uh, have a base to talk about it. I, I found it more
0: annoying, and then later on found it disturbing. Because you thought about it, right? Yeah, it's yep. like, it's literally just... It, yep. Facebook is the ministry of truth at this point. I mean...
1: It's really bad.
0: It's so, 1984,
1: for those of you not paying, not keeping score here. It, it is, 1984. is 1984.
0: Uh, I have recently read that. It was very sad. <laughs> it was very sad. Anyway, so I was, I was scrolling down, and you see this meme, right? And it says, The protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. And then it's got pictures of this very confused woman with all the weird math algorithms loading, it's Roberts, floating. It's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts meme. I don't know who that is. Yes.
1: Well, you're young. What a baby. Julia, <laughs> um, <Philly and> who? <laughs> stop <laughs> it. <You laughs> sorry. Stop it. She was a baby when you were. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. She's older than you. Is she? Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I guess I don't even know yeah. who this person is, so I don't know why yeah. I'm questioning that. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway. So you're not
1: that old. You're not that old. <laughs> so fa- Facebook patriarch.
0: Facebook let me know that this meme was missing context, which is ironic because the meme provided all the the context that it needed. I felt like it provided its own context. It's almost like it tried to not need fact checking because it's pretty much the state of things right now, at least here in New Jersey, uh, especially up there in the old Canada's. Joyzey. But um, <clears throat> oh man, New York, New York's even trying to. Anyway, oh man, we didn't even we didn't even touch what there's only to do. so much we can do. I know. We're just... What did Cuomo dead. do
2: now? I thought oh, he didn't do anything oh, now. Okay, great, <laughs> I thought he was out of the He's picture. in a hole
0: somewhere. <laughs> oh, boy. Well,
2: well they, not, not dead.
1: Not I did not mean no, that. Not 6 feet under. Oh, miles. my gosh. If he turns out to be dead, I'm so going to jail. Oh, my. <laughs> it's not that you're going to jail, because, let's face it, it'll be one of the Clintons. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill... Did oh. not... He committed suicide. That's what I meant to say. He Definitely. totally committed suicide. 100%. He was not, he was not homicided. Wow. Pure
0: just... Crazy random happenstance. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. So, th- this meme. Facebook let me know that this was missing context. And I was like, this is a load of crock. So, I, I clicked on it. And, um, Probably it, mistake number one. Just it, FYI. It definitely was. It says it's missing context. The same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. Thank goodness for them. Boy. Oof. If I ever have to wake up and think one day, boy, am I going to be... Messed up. Anyway, so it, t- it takes you to this uh, article on leadstories.com. Um, That's a reliable source, right? Yeah. <laughs> lead
1: stories. I, I it it sounds re- it's Either really... lead
0: stories or lead stories. Oh, could be lead stories. Uh, in which case, you don't really want, want them. But anyway. Um, so it says, fact check. A vaccinated person is not wrong to think an unvaccinated person is a threat to their health. Well, there you go. See? Now, ironically, the more you think about it, that's not actually what the meme was saying. The meme was actually saying that it had that level of force in there, you know, the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected. So, there's actually other elements to this meme that actually do not get addressed by this article. I don't know if anyone's actually shocked about that, but it seems like the fact check is also missing context. Anyway... But uh, yeah, it says, is a vaccinated person wrong to believe an unvaccinated person is a threat to their health? No, that's not true. I'm like, oh my gosh. No vaccine is 100% effective, so the vaccinated person is still at risk of infection. And at the time the post appeared, unvaccinated people were most likely to carry the infection. Dear goodness gracious, you want to know what's ironic? Do tell Jesse what can is I I decide, wrong besides like, every literally, I get a seat here. I can't. The more, tell me, the tell more, <laughs> the more that I, the more that I think about this, it's just the more insane it is. So it's saying that no, a vaccinated person's not wrong for thinking that an unvaccinated person's a threat to their health. Right. That's what. That's what. That's literally the very first mm-hmm. two sentences of this. But the irony is that the vaccinated person can also give COVID to the unvaccinated person. As well. And so, ironically, the vaccinated individual is actually more of a threat to the unvaccinated person than the vaccinated person is from the unvaccinated person.
1: Oh, no. And if we say these words one more time, I may f- forget which person is which. It's okay. I mean, we don't have to dwell too long on this topic. But it's just
0: its just the aggravation. I mean, we, we try to think that it's funny and it's cute. But when you, when you pare it all down, it's really not funny and cute. Like, it's absolute nonsense. It is removing, it is try, attempting to remove anyone's ability to think clearly for themselves. Because you see, oh, it's missing context, well, what does someone do? Oh, they just write it off. Well, this article honestly doesn't really have very much to do with the original meme at all. And the article is completely asinine anyway. So it's like, that badge, that missing context badge means literally nothing, less than nothing... And yet, it gives people the confidence to just skip over that post and think nothing of it, when really, it's a perfectly fine thing to think about. Like, it truly really is, because now we're at a point where um, the majority of pop- the population is vaccinated, and yet we're seeing some on some days the same number, or if not greater, COVID cases than the year before. So it's like, well, who the heck cares at this point? I don't know why anybody cares about any of this stuff at this point. It's just crazy. But anyway... That's that's yeah, what that's, really was grinding my gears this week. And it,
1: <laughs> this really does come back to our episode that we did where where you have to really be careful about truth and identifying where you're getting your truth and not just accepting truth or thing. Uh, uh, clearly, lead stories is not the dictate of all truth. Mm. So we're not going to let lead <clears throat> stories be the one who gets to rewrite or adjust what do they call that? Reconning, redconning, the, the truths that we know have already happened. And and there's a reality there, uh, to to the vaccine and to to what we now know about the vaccine. Namely that you can be a you can both contract, right, and communicate COVID as a vaccinated person. I believe some of the latest estimates in Florida have the hospital cases uh, with up to half of those having been vaccinated. The people in the hospitals, up to half of them have been vaccinated. But there's
0: all of these posts from all of these hospitals from all over the nation saying that their ICU has zero and that their emergency room has zero and it's all zero vaccinated. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, what? you know, I was talking to... I was, <laughs> okay. Well, when you're not counted exactly. as vaccinated, and right. if you've had the vaccine, both vaccines up to 14 days after you've yeah. had it, I'm pretty sure that definitely limits a lot of the, pop, uh, like, a
1: quite decent amount of the population with all of these vaccine pushes. Yeah, it probably limits amazing. a lot of the liability that you would have to as a, I don't know, vaccine oh, producer. It limits a huge amount of liability. And? The government has already taken all the liability away. <laughs> I'm sorry, you
0: were oh, saying... Oh, no, <laughs> I, was,
2: I was talking to a lady this week. You might call her the matriarch, if I'm the patriarch. Oh. I was talking to, to my wife. You would call her mom, guys. Anyway, we were talking about kind of just the overarching things on this whole COVID thing. And I'm going to digress a little bit to maybe a little broader picture. Um, What is really driving this whole COVID thing? I believe, if in in a maybe a more theological terms, it would be fear okay what? fear okay so you know i i'm just thinking what great hope we as believers have because fear doesn't drive us for instance okay a little morbid if i died of covid i win because as a believer <laughs> Amen. where am i i'm not here i love you guys but i love jesus more <clears throat> i'm not afraid of covid now that doesn't mean i'm Dumb about
0: it. Well, absent okay. with the body, present with Jen Psaki in the White House press room. Well, no, like no, that. no, that's hell. Like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's definitely worse than Burgundy.
2: But oh no, in a, if in, a was real. in a in <clears> a <throat> culture that is becoming more totalitarian, mm-hmm. one of the crutches that totalitarian has to lean on is fear, right? Yeah, right, right. So fear has now been instilled into our culture, right? right? Yeah. Okay, and crazy people that are quadruple masking right now why are they doing that well because fauci told them to exactly why because fear is a great weapon for the government to use
1: now we're not saying that you shouldn't quadruple mask youtube facebook any other platform that puts it on there that's not what we're saying we're kind of saying that. <laughs> well, no, I, I had you. no idea. What I did not with say that.
2: that. I just. I'm not saying you should look at people that quadruple mask and think they're weird, crazy, unstable people. I'm not saying that. But can I if they're alone in
1: the car? Well, <laughs> I, you, you you do not see the things. What about alone on the street outside? I, think it's, I mean, it's definitely just as atonine. It's worse. It's far worse. At least they're not even in an enclosed space.
2: My point is we don't, we as believers, don't live in fear, which gives us great freedom to talk about things like this Amen. without being burdened by what un, ungodly, worldly people think.
1: Right. Yeah. They
2: don't have the operating system that we do That's correct.
1: of the Holy Spirit inside of us illuminating the scriptures to what we know to be true. Which, as we said before, is why is why Peter comes back to always be ready to give a reason for the hope, the hope that is within you, because the world is without hope. And when you're hopeless, you're very afraid all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like, I think we, did we talk about it on our last episode? We talked about it at some point. Or maybe I just talked about it not on the podcast at all, uh, which is perfectly possible. Um, but it's like, you know, when when... So for instance, the church in Afghanistan, when the church in Afghanistan is being martyred for their faith, but at the same time, it's also exploding. Why? Why is it exploding? It's exploding because when it comes down to worldviews that promote good, goodness and liberty and truth, come up to worldviews that promote evil and enslavement and tyranny, um, who are you going to run to? You're going to run to the truth. And so when you have an influx of 2,500 people in one week, well, that's because they don't want to get shot by the Taliban. They know what the Taliban's going to do. They know what the, they know what the, the Islamist, uh, the ISIS groups are going to do to them. And so if the church is standing and, and, and not running away or cowering, you know, that's a perfectly great place to go. Why? Well, because they don't operate like that. They're not going to shoot you. They're going to give you food if they have it. They're going to give you clothes if they have it. They're going to provide as much safety as they can. And that's the place you go to. And it's it's the same thing with this COVID madness. And it's, it's, it's the same thing that we see when we look up uh, at our churches, our churches and the brothers and sisters up north. You know, we've talked to James and, and Aaron Coates. We've talked to Dr. Aaron Rock, and their churches, and we know, and we know also Tim Stevens. Their churches are ex- busting at the seams. Why? Because when the choice is to live in obvious and abject tyranny or liberty, you know, if you still have any sort of unseared part of your conscience and Imago Dei left, you know liberty looks really good compared to the face of evil and so people flock there people flock to the light and it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing and so when we choose not to live in fear that is attractive that is shining light into a dark world that's why we're told not to be afraid because everyone else is and it's good to be
1: strong and it's good to be courageous in the face of that yeah, that's really the crux of this matter, I think. What What is our culture doing? What is the world doing? And what is the church called to do? Um, and I think for, it's particularly, I think, for us in America, we have a decision to make because we have so much, we do have a lot of freedom, and and it's only freedom if, if we care to defend it. It's only freedom if we care to live it and uh and even at our community group this week, when we prayed for the Canadian churches as they were coming they're coming into a, another season that's going to be filled with oppression mm. um, and and we prayed for them and then i I asked if I could pray afterwards specifically to encourage the church here because we in America need to be a beacon of what it looks like to have the church <clears throat> remain free so that those in the culture that wish to remain free know what freedom actually looks like because to be free in Christ is to be free indeed. And we can model that for them and that we can be a light to those churches that have their doors closed in Canada, a light to those churches that, that are deciding what to do in Australia as they haven't had church now in forever because they have just closed their country down and no one can go more than a mile from their home in a groups approved by the government. It's we need to we need to really hit like we need to live it now. It's it's time to live it. And I don't know that we need to play the audio of the clip, but we had we had even talked about this. I showed you the the, the video of a woman with her two year old child who uh, has asthma uh, on a plane, uh, and she's got she's trying to get her child in the mask. The child's in the mask. She remains calm the whole time. The child is screaming and crying and coughing uh, on her lap because the child is having issues breathing and doesn't want to wear a mask. It turns out two year olds don't really want to wear a mask, and she's trying to remain calm, just to let, just to stay on the flight, and they still kicked them off the flight because the child's crying and screaming, and was labeled non non-com, a non-compliant passenger that needed to be removed, that they could not leave the airport because of a non-compliant passenger. And what do we want to be as a country? Because at some point, at some point, either freedom is given by God or it's given by the government. And if it's given by the government, then all of this is all of this is totally okay and fine. Right? Because the government can take whatever it wants at any time. If they give it, they can take it. But if it's given by God, it's something different. It comes from an eternal source. Which means if a 2-year-old is on a plane and can't wear a mask, then everyone needs to shut their mouth and realize that a mother is trying to do what she can to get home with her child.
2: I thought the video was interesting because the uh, officers that were standing in the uh, what is the thing when you get on the plane the uh, gangway gangway uh, all had fitted N or K ninety five masks didn't they yeah. oh, oh wait I'm sorry No, no they didn't They
1: didn't There's little
2: You know and I'm sure everyone on the <laughs> plane had a, gear, had, a, had, had a had a <laughs> had a fitted you know N or K ninety five mask And you know you what know? And I'm sure all the air handlers on an airplane will kill every covid virus that is airborne before it recirculates and somebody else breathes it so it's just really asinine but it a lot of this is common sense think about it things and that's an ability that our culture by and large Mm -hmm. would not want to engage with it's too hard and it's way easier to live in fear
0: yeah, I mean it goes back to and and the other thing about that video, we'll we'll have the link in the show notes, uh, Lord willing that I'll remember. I should probably write that down. No, oh I got not. it. You, 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 I got you, you, you'll remind. Yeah, yeah. Oh I got you. But but you know the, those officers were they they looked so uncomfortable. It's like it's like they know that this isn't why they signed up to be police officers mm-hmm. to escort children off of planes, infants off of planes. But you know it's like it's 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 just saying that out loud. It's like. Oh, it's so frustrating to it's me. a it's a clown world it's a well it's an evil clown world but it's like you know it's like the the same thing it's it's like when we talk to John Cooper about you know what does it mean to actually wield the sword for righteousness sake and it's like well it's definitely not that that's wielding the sword for I don't know unrighteousness unrighteousness but it's it's, it's, it's certainly it's unrighteous. so it's it's feckless and it's cowardly cowardice geldings Oh boy. Cultural gildings.
1: It's um it's really bad. It's really bad. It really is. Um and and we could probably talk forever just on on covid, but the reality is I think really to encourage the church is what is what is truth in these times? We we have to so not only is God the source of of all freedom, he's the source of all truth. And he's the source of all love. And if we're going to be the church, then we must realize that those are the things God has given to his church and in a time where people are looking for those things they can turn to a million different uh, different sources or they or they can see the, the light shining on a hill that is the church and and there are going to be people that desire the truth that will see a church standing on truth and be drawn to it uh, at first simply because there's a, an objective source there. And then they will they, they can come to know that source through the power and grace of the Holy Spirit and the truth of his word. And enlighten the people that he has given it to. So that, that's the encouragement, I think, in all this. As frustrating as it is to have a meme checked, as frustrating as it is to watch American, American Airlines, American Airlines, it's called American Airlines, take a two-year-old off of a plane because it has asthma, although the mother provided the negative COVID tests from that day. And still escorted them off the plane. They could not fly home. By the way, the mother was masked the whole time.
0: Mother was masked, and the and the the the, the for a time. Yes, the PA. Well, the PA announcer had the audacity to blame it on you know what, what was what do they call it? Uncooperative passengers or non compliant non compliant passengers. Non-compliant. And like the child's two years old. I mean, like it's that is for an adult to be saying that is just absolutely insane and you know what like we really have to start treating this stuff as insane you know like well what what has to happen and i think we're going to talk about that in a little bit is
2: um the passivity of the american church not american airlines the passivity of the american church
0: (laughs) they're not passive at all (laughs) is not
2: is not something that can be tolerated in our culture the way we're heading i mean we Mm. look at canada and we see we see um we're not that far behind when you start looking at our our current president and his bent on executive orders and the way he is dealing internationally with other nations um, you know Afghanistan. I mean the list can go on and on and on there. but but what the church needs to do is is start to say no. start to say that's unrighteous mm. because I tell you guys all the time, especially during election cycles, who do, you know, if somebody asks me who to vote for, I go to Proverbs fourteen thirty four. What Do you know that? Do you, do you know where I'm going with that? What lifts a nation up?
1: Righteousness. Righteousness Exults lifts up a... a nation.
2: Righteousness exalts a nation. You say it all the time. But sin <laughs> is a reproach to any people, right? Yeah. So we, the church, believe the righteous one. And it's time, while we have the freedom to do it, which we still do, the passive pastors... The passive elders need to relearn that grace doesn't mean shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. It means say no <clears throat> publicly to unrighteousness. That's right. Oh. And if you don't, you're buying into the culture's yes to unrighteousness. That's how I look at it. Right. I don't know where
1: you guys get your edginess from. Must, <laughs> must be your mom. <laughs> we're all... We're all... <laughs> <laughs> we are like, Dad, you should just come on with us tonight. We're, we're we're keeping it chill. It'll be like your introduction before we do our, our long legacy po- podcast. And it's like, well, what do you guys do? Like, I, I don't know. I, wanna, I don't want to. Uh, we're not. You don't have any. Really, like, well, tonight, it's not so much, much about being prepared. It's is to bring the truth to bear on these stories. And we're just going to have a conversation. And now you see why we get a little edgy sometimes. Our passion bubble, apparently, is just very close to the surface. <laughs> um <laughs> I just wanna say I one of the things I tie this to for the church when it comes to this kind of stuff, where we're having fact checking, when we're when we're living in the face of obvious injustice as as removing a two year old from a plane. When we're doing these things, this is and that's those are these are just these are just small indicators. You guys know, you see the craziness in our culture. You see the constant unending source of viral clips of people freaking out over people not wearing a mask in fill in the blank location or or trying to go into a place without their vax passport. Or you know, and, and we see this. We see it on a daily basis. So one of the things the Bible tells us very clearly is to put on the full armor of God. And one of the important things to connect the two is is he tells us to gird up our loins with the truth. And and to gird up your loins was a way to get ready for battle. It was a it was a way to make sure you were not going to be tripping over any long garments. You were going to literally gird them up and tuck them into um, part of the girding portion, which would be the the belts, and you were going to you were to you were going to get ready to run and move, and it, it's the truth that pushes us to move that way, which connects directly to the fact that our feet are shod with the gospel. We wear the gospel on our feet. It's they all connect, right? We're ready to move, and and the gospel implores us to move, and so that's that's what I think. What you're saying, speaking out, dare the
0: to move?
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's the song. Yeah. Switch was oh. one of those bands. That's one of those bands where
0: you can just like fluctuate your voice.
1: And, like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that reminds me, guys. I wanted to tell you: don't quit your day jobs. Oh, All right, no, just don't. Dad no. jokes. dad no. jokes. Oh,
0: dad
1: jokes. Yeah. Dad
0: jokes.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I think I can think of no better segue into than you singing that horrible song and him judging us for not being able to sing. I agree. No better segue than that. Let's go to the next topic. I forget what we were going to talk about next. Uh, up next
0: was, what uh, yeah,
1: adjusting the fact that uh, we had a bit, just a smidge bit. Boy, what uh, a snafu. I'm just going to play you a short clip. It was a much longer uh, um, a much longer video put out by uh, the U.S. Central Command Commander General. I know it sounds redundant, but that's how this goes. The U.S. Central Command. That sounds like the government. <laughs> the U.S. Central Command Commander General Kenneth McKenzie... Um, who was speaking specifically about that <clears throat> that was questioned at the time, the airstrike that was uh, going to be killing two potential terrorists, Al-Qaeda terrorists. I Actually, I believe they were ISIS terrorists is what they said they were actually killing. This is just a 30-second clip from that video, and then we'll discuss it briefly. And just to be, you know what, I'll, I'll save that for after this clip. But here's a here's a brief clip uh, of U.S. Central Command Commander General Kenneth McKenzie. Wait,
0: <laughs> did you see Wait before you play that. Did you see the bees article? It, it's it's a revised edition of the Art of War, revised with modern American military tactics by Mark Milley. Quote: If you think an, if if you think you may attack an enemy, pick up the phone and give him a heads up. It's only
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we're talking about tonight, Jesse. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Mark it, Milley it made me think of that. Mark Milley. I just want to say this as. As someone who is supposed to right now be part of the civilian action in the military, you are a disgrace to the citizens of your country <laughs> who you are supposed to be enacting on behalf of. And I just want to say that right now. I said disgrace.
0: These quotes are disgrace.
1: Don't read them. All right. Here's this brief. If quiz. you surrender,
0: you can never lose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, it's painfully. Keep
0: funny. your friends close and your enemies on speed dial. Ugh, stop it. You stop cannot on. betray the one to which you were never loyal. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's hard. So just to be clear, that's That's not the real book of the art of war. The
1: Babylon Bee is a satire website making a joke on a rewriting by Mark Milley, who is a general who I'm sure may at some point have served with distinction, but as he finds himself in his civilian role, is a disgrace uh, to the military. And I mean that in the most clear way I can mean to say something of that nature. Um, This is the, however, now I will play... some of the audio from U.S. again. Just love to say it. U.S. Central Command Commander General Kenneth McKenzie. Here is what he had to say.
0: It is further my assessment that the strike team were convinced at the time of the strike that the area was clear of civilians and that they had taken prudent steps in regards to weaponizing the strike to minimize the potential for civilian casualties. Finally, it is my assessment that they did believe, as reported. That there was a secondary explosion. Our investigation now concludes that the strike was a tragic mistake.
1: Oops! Oh boy, my, my bad, guys. My bad. My bad. Tragic Look, mistake indeed. To, I, I will give the guy credit for one thing, and that's in, a, in the long in a longer segment of the of the video message released. He takes full responsibility. He says, "I am the commander in charge. This is this is." This The blame lays on me for this. And I appreciate when someone screws up that they take the blame. Like However, when Biden did for the, uh... <sighs> the, book, the book stops with me, buddy. Except it actually stops with my entire Joint chief of Stamps. Probably, probably Trump. Chiefs of It Stamps. might be <laughs> Chief of Stamps. <laughs> S- 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 Infections. Um, <laughs> the, the reality here is... Uh, I don't... I, I, I'm not... I'm very sad. It was a tragedy. This man is in the middle of a warlike scenario and made a decision, and it was the wrong decision, and casualties happen in these types of situations. But you know what they happen less with? Boots on the ground. When there's boots on the ground, let these mistakes happen less frequently, and we don't have those anymore, so we shouldn't be surprised when we accidentally off-ten people by accident thinking that they were terrorists because we can't see them we're pushing a button hundreds and hundreds of miles away.
0: Yeah, I think even even John Cooper, when we talked to him, I mean, they had that perspective. Like, I would, I would take risking a human being's life on the ground in a scenario in a in a hot situation than I would someone who's you know halfway around the world flying with the joystick. Right. Because his point was
1: we're killing innocents as opposed right, to actually
0: yeah. being combatants in an engagement. Right.
1: And that's a big difference. Yeah. And that's what happened.
0: And he, you know, yeah, he said as, as much as it hurts to lose a brother or, or sister in the army, like, it's... The, the risk is worth the amount of tactical um, ability that you have on the ground. Exactly.
2: Wow, that sounds kind of like common sense.
1: <laughs> John is... Hmm.
0: Imbued.
1: We are connecting the dots here, back Mm. to our original point that we made at the end of the first clip. I figured I'd do that because the segue
2: into this segment wasn't so hot. That was at least one. That's what you call a hard stop, and that's what you get
1: here with the Carpe Fide Podcast. (laughs) Um, I I find it infuriating. This is uh, it's it's all time. Honestly, I, I do believe it's timed. We are finding out now. Uh, at the end, now, we're finding out now, it's, uh, it's, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Friday night. Wow, it is Friday night. Boy, Boy isn't it? It's been a bad week. <laughs> on a Friday night. I'm glad this week's uh, over. So we're one week removed from the Friday right before the, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And my gosh, could you imagine this coming out on 9-11? Mm-hmm. It would have been a, a leading story. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, remember how we pulled out? And remember how, you know, we had this area under control? Or remember how all the people died? uh, in that attack. And that's why we went and, you know, remember, remember all that? Yeah. Also, uh, we just killed 10 innocent, uh, Afghans. Sorry. I mean, it's, it's infuriating because we were there. There was a stable situation in a country that hadn't been stable for 20 years straight, right? In forever. They're always fighting. They literally have, they literally fight old style where you don't fight in the wintertime, Right or, or, or where you need to harvest, and so you would fight seasonally. They literally fight seasonally there. That's it's It came annually. Oh, it's time to fight, guys. It's fighting season. And they would war, and there was relative peace. Not perfect, but relative. And we left it, and now there's innocent people that are dead from our own strike because we could not see what we were shooting at. And we had bad intel. You know what's nice when you're on the ground and you can get rub elbows firsthand? is good intel we don't have it anymore
2: well do, don't you think it took so long to find the story because they they had to make so many phone calls to the taliban to find out exactly what happened hmm. yeah
1: it's really really oh, hard
0: man, we, we we should pull up that clip from uh, rand paul when he was questioning uh when he was questioning one of the uh, the pentagon guys he's he's like well can you you know can you Uh, assure me that it was in fact an an isis terrorist leader that you bombed instead of a innocent reporter or family and he said well no i can't confirm that at the time he's like well don't you think you should be able to confirm that before you send the drone in to blow them up it might make sense and i'm like it might make common sense." sense
1: and boy if Rand paul's not been on fire I think we have the title of this episode nailed, nailed down by now. <laughs> Common sense with the patriarch John Gruber, <laughs> um, and it's it's very sad. I, I do want to encourage you if I give you everybody a, a listen. If you uh, if you did not, if you feel like you could have celebrated better the remembrance of what happened twenty years ago, um, there's a, a podcast out now by Mike Pence, and you can uh, you can search it. Um, the uh, Rhino Mike Pence. The well, he is. I am very thankful for Mike Pence. I, I actually greatly enjoy Mike I, I
2: Great advocate for the unborn. But that's not this segment.
1: Anyway, the title of, the, of his podcast is called American Freedom with Mike Pence. It's only got one episode. He released it last Friday, right before 9-11, and it is an incredibly mm. honoring, although it got it got all the feels on me, I was... Working, Fortunately, at work, and I was sweating, so it didn't matter. But all the tears were happening, and I had my sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. I wear my sunglasses so, at night, so I can, so I can. I don't know. I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no <laughs> um, idea what you're talking about. But so. It's a song. It's it. A, it's mean, a well, I figured song. it was a song. It's an old song, like Julia Roberts. You probably yeah. don't know it. <laughs> well, back when I was a boy,
2: still <laughs> <heck, why laughs> listen to this transistor radio. But anyway, it
1: was great highly recommend it um great interviews with now the children uh one from one from the uh, who lost her father in the tower Mm. she was actually uh, wasn't born yet she was her her mom was pregnant with her oh my gosh um and then one whose father had uh, been in the military got out of the military um and after the towers he immediately re-upped and rejoined the military and died in Afghanistan Mm. uh after they were cleaning up from a um A bombing in camp and they were trying to analyze what had happened it was a bomb on their humvee and then um because they knew they would all be gathered they actually then mortared the the camp and killed Hmm. i think it was five or six people who died in Hmm. that in that attack um and and she that was tough it was tough to listen to Hmm. but even just listening to where mike pence was when he talks about being a senator Hmm. Uh, in the capital on on nine eleven, it's it was a great remembrance. Huh. And then I hear it, and then this news comes out, and it just makes me so frustrated.
2: Well, in any in any war, there's there's unfortunate casualties that happen, right? Right. So, given given that, does that lessen this for you at all? Knowing that that civilians in, in every war, um are part of the statistics. How I mean, does
0: that doesn't that dampen any feelings that you might guys might have about this particular instance? I don't think so because this particular instance is directly downstream from a decision to precipitously pull out of Afghanistan which was previously in a stable situation. I mean, it's cause and it's cause and effect. It's it's first-grade SpongeBob. It's, it's 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 everything was okay or as okay as it could have been. Fine, fine, fine. Decision, not fine. You know, people getting killed in the streets. Uh, you know, Taliban's now learning how to fly helicopters, and the United States is bombing us civilians. I mean, like, like this is the this is the trajectory. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to remember when we did drone strikes and we actually killed terrorists. You guys mm. remember that? A yeah, couple of years ago,
1: <laughs> back when we were trying to start World War III. Do you guys remember that? I remember when we knocked out two terrorists in short order. It oh, was back to yeah. back, for, and it was it was in retaliation to specifically two different instances. It was like, oh, you did that. He's gone. Are you going to you do well, to do that? That's well, that's now he's goes. gone. I mean, that's
2: part of, that's part of the problem. I mean, you remember? I remember the news that night when uh, they, uh, who was it? Second in command in uh, that was was that Soleimani? Bin Soleimani. Soleimani. And they, Blew up his car. I yeah. mean, like that's. A, a, my point him. is, it's very specific, and it's it's no, it's known the when, the where's, the timing is perfect. But you don't see that in this in this scenario, and and you're talking about all that common sense <laughs> thing. It's just not there. It's just the infrastructure to get that details just not there, and that's frustrating. Right. I I don't know where the biblical application is to this. Um, uh, but, well,
0: I mean, but I in think, the real I,
1: life, this is, this just doesn't compute well, you with, definitely with find how it. it should be done. Well, I, I guess here, Joss, you go. I mean, there's a couple of different ways. One of the, one of the big things I think this reminds me of is leadership and the necessi- necessity of leadership to, uh, one, know what is true and two, lead strongly in it. And I, that's a good reminder for the church as well. But specifically, um, in the, in the 18 months of, of non-combatant, um, Casualties, because there were casualties. Let's not let us not ignore the people that that are wounded uh, and that die in the natural course of trying to do their jobs in a hard environment uh, like Afghanistan. But but of in the relative eighteen piece of eighteen months of not having any combatant um, casualties, it was because the groundwork was laid for a, a a May pullout. Right, it was a May pullout that was supposed to happen, and what was laid out there in the Oval Office at that meeting was the reality that here's how it's going to go down. You're not going to attack us at all. When we leave, you will work out a unified government with the current Afghani administration. And so help me if you don't. And if violence becomes any part of this issue again, we will hit you so hard like you've never been hit before. And the difference between the person that said that in leadership and the person that's leading right now is no one thinks this administration will do it. But everyone thought the previous administration would do it. Why? Because they had done it. They could say, you know, you know that Solomon guy, he saw that we saw what happened to that? That will look like a walk in the park. So don't test me. And and that there's an importance to that because, honestly, that's what truth looks like. No, we will not have this turn into a scenario where anyone will be harbored and there will be a breeding ground to have 9-11 happen again. And if we even think that that's what's going on, if we suspect it, we will be in here and on you like white on rice or some other less offensive phrase. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> that, jeez. Oh, boy. But, I mean, it's important to have leaders, and that's what I mean. The church needs to be a beacon. We have to be strong leaders or else we're not going to be able to to pull the world towards the truth, to draw them in, to show them what it's like to have truth and love and freedom married perfectly together in the person of Christ. Were you going to have a tough thought as well?
0: Um, I was going to say, I, was gonna say, um, I mean, it's, it's the idea. I mean, in, in Luke 14, Jesus is talking to the disciples about, about counting the cost of discipleship. Right. And, you know, one of the examples he says, well, when a king... Will not a king first count the cost before he goes to war, you know, with a force of 10,000 if he can take on a force of, you know, 50,000 or whatever the numbers were. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, I understand tactical decisions must be made, but there was no tactical aspect of the decisions that were made to pull out in the way that we did... Um, and those errors just are have been leading to more errors. There hasn't been like a single real actual solid win in this whole thing. I mean, honestly. At least not that I've seen. I mean, like, you know, at all. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think counting the cost of our actions, being, um, you know, the idea of being men of Issachar, being men that understand and see what's going on around you, uh, seeing the, you know, the the kind of meta meta picture, um, seeing where we fit into that, and then seeing how our decisions, you know, should be molded and shaped by what's going on. I mean, it's to me to me counting the cost is what kind of came into my head as far as a biblical principle for this story, uh, because the cost is significant and it's drastic, and those innocent people lost their lives, and there's there's nothing our administration can do to get them back.
1: And so that's, that's heavy. It's that's a heavy burden. That's what I think. I mean, the sad reality <laughs> is, I think a lot of people at the top don't care. Those people are way over there, and we don't care about them. Well, the people that we elect don't even care about us, so why would they go? I mean, well, you think it, you can kill a baby in a
0: womb. What, what does it matter if they're out of the womb? Yeah, that, and, halfway, and half a world away, for that matter. Well, I think it's probably because <sighs> I mean, some, some of these mistakes
2: abroad, may, maybe they're because we're spending so much time. Um, at the border, um, you know, all of our, maybe all of his, all of our administration's attention is, really is not. actually, you know, it's, oh, no. it's no, not,
1: no, oh. it's, it's not your sarcasm. Oh,
2: oh I, I think he was trying to segue oh. into
0: a different topic.
1: Oh,
2: oh. No, I, no, that wasn't a segue. I was just <laughs> <a> saying, <laughs> maybe, maybe the... there's legit. Oh, we, oh, we made a mistake. We blew up some civilians over there. We thought we had the right guys, but look what we did at the border. We really made our border secure. So no terrorists would come over. And you know, I know there was 500 people here at the under this underpass last week, but now there's 10,000. But we're working on it. Our right. drones can't build, see
0: them if they hide under the over. Right.
2: We're <laughs> building more Guys, cages. Just because we'll it's fine. shadow
1: doesn't mean we can't see the people. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. American yeah, Cage our...
2: Company is making more cages. Oh, we'll be fine.
1: Just a reminder: oh, 200 and what was it? 250,000 in August, followed up by a a, a We know it was July. And then it followed that up by August with another 200,000. That's in two months, over 400,000 illegal interactions at the border, 400,000 people, illegal people coming into the country. And, And you know what? See, why would you do this? Why would you do this? This wasn't even on the agenda. You know? we not doing. You did doing not it. have to take debate. But the reality of it is, is no, they're not. He's not doing anything anywhere. If any, if not he, <laughs> it's not he. It's the bureaucratic. Un, you know what? This no. is not the point. People, people, quote unquote, elected him. It's not the bureaucracy. No, we're, an algorithm.
0: No, not we're not going there. there. This is not. We're the, not, this there. Is not where we're going. I put it in scare quotes.
1: Well, no one can see scare quotes on no audio. One's going to be able well, to
0: listen to this because it's going to be shadow banned from the second I am recording. Right. <laughs> This is what shadow what shadow quotes sound like. This.
1: Oh, there boy. you go. So now yeah. now you shout. Okay, shout so now I have to, Okay, if I have to quote something, I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. sorry for that audio. Gotta sound, Got to scratch everybody. the mic. We oh, apologize to our producer to have to edit whatever. Sorry that was. about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our, our third story. We thought we'd end with this. is a little more. Well, it's very practical. in In Hudson, Ohio, uh, Mayor Craig A. Schubert uh, addressed the school board of Hudson. Uh, specifically about some high school curriculum that was going on in the school and had been for about five years. And uh, here is what that sounded like for your listening pleasure. Members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators
0: are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening She's already confirmed that, so I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education, or you will be charged. Thank you.
2: And with that, he got up and walked out. Mic drop.
1: Yeah, he, it, was, it was pretty amazing. He was not the only person to speak there. Um, But it is good that he did speak there. Uh, Basically, there was a curriculum that had been used, like I said, for five years at the school that included some, well, really inappropriate writing prompts. It was a creative writing uh, curriculum that was used in some uh, AP classes uh, that were connected with a local university. Um, and I'm, I just want to make sure I say the name of it right. I believe it was 642 was, I believe, the name. Yep, 64, 642 things to write about. 642 things to write about. And um, homeschool parents do not buy this for... No, children. no, this is not one of those... This is not one of those this things is not a recommendation. you should use. I'm actually looking... Now, that article did not actually include some of them, but I will read to you some of them. Um, you know, these were normal things you would think kids uh, would would write about. Uh, I'm going to find it. This is all on me. Uh, well, one of them was, Describe a graphic sex scene, uh, Disney sex scene. So that's not something ordinarily we would want our... Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyone that's something we would want anyone uh, to think about that was one of them uh, how about slap this? you in a
0: database not put you in near any schools that's that's the level of thought mm.
1: that we put into that yeah how about how about uh the one of the ones I thought was great was uh the the writing prompt above the first one was write a write a sex scenario you would not tell your mom about that's followed by now rewrite the sex scenario into one you would tell your mom about. In which case, in which I was thinking several things, like, why are you talking to your mom about a sex scenario you were in when you could be, um, 16, 15 years old? Why are we...
0: Well, it's not, you're not talking about it that you would be in. You're talking about,
1: it's a hypothetical. You're supposed to clean it up into one that you could tell your mom. Right.
0: But it's not saying... I mean, that rain pop
1: should have been easy. Uh... I wouldn't tell my mom, <laughs> right? Kind of does. <laughs> it's a simple...
0: Well, no, I, ideally it would look something like uh, I was talking to my boyfriend on the phone and then we hung up and then I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the ideal completion to that.
1: That Both parts of those. <laughs> that's That's the whole assignment. Here's one. A room full of people... This is the writing prompt. This is the whole thing. A room full of people who want to sleep together.
0: What? Like you're supposed to write That's down a name? Right write around.
1: about a room full of people who want to sleep together. Perhaps you'd instead would like to write about the first time you had sex. Jeez. Or maybe you would like to write about this. You're a serial killer. What TV shows are on your DVR list and why? Oh, well, definitely Dexter. Charlie Brown. They're do- doing a new Dexter. You know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not getting off on this. Repertoire. Well, there has to be a new Dexter
0: because the other one ended so terribly. But anyway. <laughs> True story. This is not a movie slash show
1: review podcast. <laughs> write a scene that begins... It was the first time I killed a man. Or perhaps you could describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs.
0: <laughs> I don't it, even
1: know how I. Do it. <laughs> you know, it <laughs>
0: jiggling.
2: Well, it could <laughs> be your, fa- it's your favorite
1: part of a man's it body. Descri-
0: oh, oh.
2: What's your favorite part? You know. Well, what? all right, okay. You did this whole thing reminded me of any uh, part that helps me get the food into my mouth. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I'm going to date myself here, but it, it kind of the whole that was not one of the whole problems of the whole thing of writing and creative writing, you know. Um, in this instance, has lost its innocence in such a huge way. But I was thinking of that uh, great movie that everyone probably knows. Uh, v for Vendetta. No, not now that you mention it. No. <laughs> Throw Mama from the train! Oh, such a great movie! You know, and the whole the whole thing was, you know, um, you so, know right,
1: they're in a writing class. They're in
2: a writing class, right? And okay, this
1: author is teaching them how to write. Exactly, exactly. So, and
2: everyone had their own different styles. I mean, that's all they're doing here is trying to get uh, a young person to cre- be creative in their writings. Right. That's all they're trying to do here. Exactly. What's wrong with this? I don't know.
1: It's only. Just the gratuitous sex. Just, <laughs> well,
2: really, mainly just the
1: prompts themselves. they <laughs>
2: focusing on the wrong things. It's a writing assignment. It doesn't matter what it's about. You need to express yourself in words. That's the point, isn't it? What, what, all right, you guys have children, right? Yes. I have children. I, I could testify to that. All, of them, are, all <laughs> of them are in the room right now. You know, um, can... All right, so, so this mayor says, I'm charging you if you don't resign. That's pretty bold, and I think that's good. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying before, where mm-hmm. believers are, are at a point in America. I'm not talking worldwide, because the Afghanistan church can't say no publicly without being shot in the head. Right? We have the freedom to do it, and it's time now to say no. And that's what this mayor's doing. Mm-hmm. He, it, it, I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't know if he's a believer. I'm going to assume he's not. But he is at
0: least probably just a parent with a common sense. Common sense.
2: Common well, sense. We need like music, do do do, do like some <laughs> sort of
1: dun dun do, dun. Da, 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 da. Do, do,
0: do, do. Common sense.
2: But but when he even as an unbeliever stands up for righteousness, think about all of the benefit that that has. Righteousness for an unbeliever has a benefit.
1: Mm-hmm. An unbeliever
2: that lives by the principles of Proverbs has a way smoother time of it. Then if he didn't apply those principles, he doesn't have to be a believer or not. His right, life would be interest, more organized, better. Right. There's just there's just there's there's this spilling out of righteousness into all of culture. Right. And if the Christian man, if the Christian woman right now doesn't start saying, No, that's evil, I'm not doing it, and by the way, I'm going after you <laughs> now he has that right as a mayor. We don't, but you know, that I think is where we are as a as a country and I know you guys in Carpi Fide and watching all of the wonderful comments you guys get and the connections you're making and the angst of Christians needs to be verbalized it needs to be mm-hmm. active that's I think what we're starting to see right um it doesn't have to be just a church thing to, to point to righteousness it can come from a secular uh, vector as well um but righteousness is going to what it be the thing that turns us around. And we, as Christians, are the vocal representatives.
1: Absolutely. It's 100% right. And, and it, the, one of the things I wanted to talk about briefly is just like when you peel back the layers, some people are saying how asinine it is that this mayor would talk to a judge and that a mayor and a judge would actually confer that this is actually child pornography. And to those people, I just want to say, I thought there was uh, an issue when someone in a structural power system that had the power over somebody else um, could force something upon them that may be inappropriate was literally the definition of abuse i mean this literally is a scenario where a student is being handed a book hey these are writing prompts we're going to use for class and in here are these writing prompts now, we don't know, we, we, we do, this is, and here's a danger, here's a scary thing. Remember, we did an episode, our first episode, our first episode was on education. And our second episode was on ways to balance, look at education from a Christian perspective in a different formats. And if you're going to kids going to be in public school as a parent, you must be incredibly involved because you will not know what is going on unless you are incredibly involved. And so with that, what you can know is, We have no idea over the course of five years as they were using this book what exactly the the assignments were. Because you know what? It turns out older teenagers don't do a lot of talking voluntarily to their parents about things that they do at school. It's just kind of one of those weird things. And particularly about their homework. Particularly about their homework even when it's weird. Or especially about their homework when it's going to have a really awkward conversation. So we don't know. We don't know, but I can tell you this, if any of those prompts were used, it is most absolutely a case of inappropriate power dynamics that are involved with sexual conduct. And guess what? It's a teenager doing something that an adult told them to do, and that adult is then going to do what? Read it. Read it. Read it. Absolutely. I pray that's all they do with it. And and, and at that point, what do you have? And I, and that's all I'm saying. Like, this mayor's looking at something, and, and he's using what some may call... Common sense. We Look, when I make again. a pregnant pause, guys, it's where you gotta jump oh, in, sure. okay? It was clearly a lead in to common
0: sense. We could do it again. I was just thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I mean, it's, but, but it, this, this type of thing is being built into the system, where, where the state through the school and through the educators gives children more and more autonomy and separates them from the family more and more so that even now like for instance in our state you know if a child you know doesn't even know what a pronoun is but says they want to change their pronouns they're not they're not required to tell their parents the teachers not not even allowed to say it to their parents if a mm-hmm. child if the child doesn't want it you're giving you know, of second grader more autonomy than they ever should have over their own lives, and then what do you get? You get you get students, you know, in high school that are given this assignment. Well, why in the world would they talk to their parents, their teacher, the the state is their highest authority? Why would you talk to mom and dad? Their opinion means nothing. And because in an, in a totalitarian culture.
2: Yep. If you can divide a generation and take it over, you win. It
0: is. It is straight from. Do you remember when we did our uh, our? Yeah, um, I'm just it? gonna say yes. I nothing do. comes no, to mind. The, the one, the one where we uh, did kind of like that summary of. What every Christian needs to know about social justice. Yes, yes. And yes, I yes. literally read the quote from Engels in one of his works on communism, where it talks about as early as they can, as early as the state can separate the children from the parent. And now, just just now in New Jersey, our governor has you know renewed wind for um, state state sponsored preschool. For children? I mean, it is right out of, it is right out of, literally as close to the mouth of the authors of communism as you can, of Marxism, Marxism. as you can possibly get. Well, Marx and Engels wrote the Communist Manifesto. Right. But it's, it's literally the playbook. Like, the playbook is happening. And like, you know... Christians can't just not engage with this stuff anymore because for far too long Christians just didn't engage with stuff. And now we're now we're in this mess and now we've got to work fight even harder up mainstream culture that's even more and more increasingly insane, you know, how we we can't even reason with anybody anymore. And like what a huge problem that is. You can't even Reasonably converse with someone anymore, like without it well, being questioned, because all one reason because is just they thrown can't, into the right. garbage.
1: One because they have not been taught how to reason. Right. You can, they do not know how to have a logically formatted conversation. It's not. It's just not possible anymore. And people do not think of second and third order consequences. People do not, do not know how to think in a stream of consciousness that flows one to the other. There are there. There's literally. I think we're I think we're actually, you know, as many logical fallacies as have been named to this point in history, I think we still on a daily basis, thanks to Facebook and Twitter, have have come up with more. There's just more logical fallacies. It's so amazing that we keep coming up with these more ways to violate the laws of logic and reason. And and to your point, uh, Pops, the the we've gone we've gone into a school system that has got gotten further and further from wanting parents to be parents and wanting you know kids to say oh thank you daddy state thank you mommy state but reality what they really want them to call them is master they want to be master they want all of us to be their slaves that is exactly what the government wants they want a calm and compliant citizenry and that is all they want and the citizenry part is just a name place holder it's not true and that that is probably the most disturbing part Uh, of where we're at and and all of this comes back christians speak up when you see something say something it's not just about some sort of illegal activity or terrorism it's about literally christians for us where is the lie and put the truth up hold it high it's christ's truth is god's it doesn't belong to the world that's subjective reality that's weird perception mixed with sin and darkness. It is not God's truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I thought it might be uh, fun to end this time, if it's okay with you, reading some scripture. Unless you guys had, you know, a better way. I don't want to limit you in any way. You guys have done a great job.
2: Well, thank you. This has, you know, been an honor. Please.
1: We're honored. Okay. You should be. But at this point I would love to I'd love so like a clapping sound effect right now. Be like, <laughs> and and let's give it up for the Patriarch, John Gruber. Oh. We, we so clapping interesting.
0: Fairview Baptist Church just made an Instagram page. We were one of the first five followers. To follow Fairview Baptist Church? No. One of the first people that followed them. Well, we are the first person to follow them,
1: actually. But they're following. Oh, they we we're, were one us. of the first. That's so nice of them. Yeah. Hey, everybody, uh, follow Fairview Baptist Church uh, doing doing the Lord's work up in Canada mm-hmm. against a tyrannical dictatorship. Which is there's no other way to call it other than it's
2: crazy up there, and it's going to be crazy down here.
1: Nope, church is going to stand up bold. We got to stand. up We need to stand
2: up bold. We do. Now's the time.
1: So, yep. uh, I thought I'd encourage you this way by literally, as I referenced to have your loins gird with truth, I, I thought I'd ref- read from Ephesians 6, verse 10. This has been pretty much uh, a call to action for Christians tonight, uh, under the guise of common sense, uh, which is dictated by God and His truth. Here is what Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, says, "...Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil." With all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in an opening of my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Mm. It's about as clear of a call as I think we could leave you with, church. Uh, So, as always on the Carpe Fide podcast, we like to encourage you at the end of this thing to seize The The faith.